I did have this really cool article that was like a list of the best questions to ask on a first date. Oh, yeah. And I was going to give yes. you like a round of them and you have to answer them in like three minutes or something. Yeah, do it. Because there's a few of them. But the article I was actually trying to find that I found earlier, I must have closed or something. So I'm going to try and really quickly find it out. I tried to just before. But I do have one of the questions that I did find, like think was pretty interesting. That was okay. Um, so are I'll we on a date? First one I'm waiting. <laughs> this is our first yeah. murder date. <laughs> Ooh, um, we're having a date. Someone's in love. Okay. Orion <laughs> <laughs> Craig's foul. Um, oh, it was like that really wonderful meme that I saw on Instagram. We might have shared it. <laughs> Samara might have shared it. It was like. That moment when you're talking to someone and you realize they're like hardcore into true crime too or something. Like, can we just be- like love eyes? <laughs> oh yeah, can we be best, best friends? friends? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, so the first question is outside of these great questions is what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, I uh, I, don't, I hate advice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people give me fucking oh, yeah. advice. Didn't tell me what to do. I'm like, fuck you, mom. Uh, <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hate advice. I hate when people give you advice. But I think, like, being patient is the best thing you can do. Because... Okay, who yeah. gave you that advice? I think like everyone in my life has been like, you need to slow the fuck <laughs> down, because I um cool. I constantly go yeah in my head. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> and then like yeah, just like having a little like ten percent mm. more patience <laughs> would like solve all my issues. <laughs> no, that's so true though. Like I know my partner always says to me, I'm Todd, my partner uh always says because <laughs> i always get the same like way too ahead of myself and uh, myself <laughs> i have two personalities and he's like <laughs> <laughs> <That's not untrue. laughs> and then he's like one step at a time uh, it was when i was writing essays as well so he'd always say look 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 it's fine one word at a time one sentence at a time one paragraph at a time you know one page at a time and just that sort of breaking down of like almost strategizing something yeah and it was the same, you can apply that to anything. You can be like, you know, just one step at a time, one pace at the time, one pathway at the time. I don't know. You yeah. can apply it to a lot of things. So I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's really sound advice to say, just take a moment to just be like, whoa. Well, I think, but I, do you have this velocity, philosophy, velocity, velocity, <laughs> velocity, <laughs> fast over there. <laughs> <laughs> I have this, uh, like idea that, um, you can't have regret. Oh, I, I like that. I live by that. Like I don't, yeah. um, if I make a choice about something, like if I um, decide to move overseas or do something crazy or do something that like later on, I'm like, that was kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't regret yeah. what I've done or I never think about what could have happened if I did something else. Yes. That's a really great. Cause it is. I like that. It's like pointless advice almost like you've given yourself. Yeah. I think that's like pointless to like be like, well, if I did something this way, maybe it'd have worked out this way, but you just like, yeah, life's like Mm. the spectrum is too broad Mm -hmm. for things that you could be doing. Mm. So it's better off just to be like, okay, um, you made that choice and now you have to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 
particularly in this age where social media has so much of a hold on our lives mm. and we're consistently comparing ourselves to other people. You go on Facebook and you're like, oh, great, they're getting married and they have three kids. or they, And it may not be something that you really want, but you just are constantly going, oh, fuck, what am I doing with my life? And I just – so I've gone off Facebook for a little while because it's just depressing as fuck. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Bill Murray actually said something like, no wonder why we have more people being depressed in this day and age because we have these social media sort of platforms where it's just basically a way to compare ourselves, like other people's lives. And, of course, everyone's only putting their best selves forward, their yeah. best, you know, their trip to Prague or their trip to this and their job interview or their whatever – we don't get to see all the sort of in-betweens. I've talked to other people and everyone's sort of given me this response of like, well, do something better with your life. Get out there and do stuff. And I'm like, fuck you. Can <laughs> I not just sit here and go, well, hang on. There should be things that I'm proud of in my life. There should be things that I should be happy with that I've achieved and not constantly compare myself to these other people and these stuff, different sort of facets of their lives it's hard because like when you're young you have mm. you make these markers in your head and I did this when I was a kid they go like I'll have my first like when you're like eight or something you're like I'll have my first kiss when I'm this age mm. and I'll like oh yeah lose my virginity at this age oh, yeah. and I'll like get married at this age and then I'll have kids at this age mm-hmm. so like and it's hard to get like shake that kind of thing mm. in your head especially like the kind of generation we're in now where our parents before us had like my mom had me when she was like younger than I am now. So it's 25. Yeah. And then now it's like that blows my mind completely. My mom had my brother when she was 17. Yeah. That's crazy. And then, but that was like the norm in my Mm. town at that time, you know, 17, 18, you'd be married by 17, 18 to your high school sweetheart. And you'd have probably three kids by the time you're 22. Yeah. And that's 23, you know, where like, yeah, where I grew up, that's completely fine and totally normal. And then you kind of set markers for yourself when you're Mm. a kid. And then you're like, well, when I'm 26, Mm. I always said like 26, I'm going to get married when I'm 26. But like, how scary is it when you like look at, like, I think, man, my mom, I look back at photos and like my mom and my dad, they just like seem like adults, like grownups. And I think, wow, they were 17 and, you know, they were like teenagers and then they were young, early 20s. And I just thought, you know, that they were just adults. And then here I am at 26 going, I can't even take care of myself, let alone a pet, let alone, an, <laughs> like, let alone another human being. So and I just think, have I become a failure of a human being? <laughs> That's the thing too. That's what I think all the time. I'm like, I see people my age yeah. with families and I'm like, you're adults. You like pay your bills on yeah. time. You have a mortgage. You do shit. <laughs> you go to the zoo on the weekend. <laughs> and we do like... You know, yeah. and I basically just do laundry. <laughs> but you're pretty amazing. You cook, as I said, and say this every time, you cook like proper meals. I will be like, I can't believe it. What's the thing happen? Oh, crackers? Yeah, let's crackers for dinner. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Two minute noodles? Let's do that. I, yeah. I can't uh, do that. that makes yeah, sense. you're like, like, you're halfway there, I think. Halfway. <laughs> or you're just a pretty stand up human being. Uh, you know, adult, maybe that's another thing, but but like maybe you're never an adult. I don't think so. That's like when I was, you know, uh, say in Queensland, year seven, year 12. Yeah. Right. So when I was year four, year five, nine, ten, hair in my mouth, 
not at that age, but maybe. And I'd be looking up at these 12 year olds and be like, oh, they are so big. They're year seven, they're 12. And then I got there and I was like, I'm a midget. But also because I, I always was, I'm so small, 5'4". And then it was the same thing that followed itself when I was in year eight and then looking at all the people in year 12 and being like, oh my gosh, they're big year 12 is, they're, you know, they're serpentoon. Mm. And then you get to year 12 and you're like, oh, I'm small. You're like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you ever know anything. Yeah. Yeah. You also just never know anything. Yeah. Or even like, I remember I had this like really profound sort of thing in my mind that at 21, that was the age that I just decided I was going to be like, boom, an adult. Almost like on my birthday, it's like, you have reached adult level, you know. (laughs) And I turned 21 and I've never been more afraid of my life. I've never questioned more things. I've never been more confused about where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And I just like, now it's just a long slow train and I'm still on that train (laughs) (laughs) to maybe 30 (laughs) maybe Uh, if I don't get murdered should we introduce the podcast oh yeah hi guys oh wait I just really have to quickly say my best advice oh yeah I like this okay is pee after having sex that's really good advice. Like, seriously, I love That's, how you were like so philosophical. I was like, mine's going to sound a bit. No, someone gave me that advice <laughs> like, too, actually. Yeah, right. Because I legit never knew this until maybe like a year after I first started having sex. And <laughs> this is so great. I had my first UTI and my friend just, well, like, it was a friend of a friend and she was like, Do you pee after sex? And I just looked at her blankly, like, What? No, like, uh, am I supposed to? And she was like, yeah, it's how you, you know, prevent getting a UTI. And mm. I thought, wow. And since then, I've actually encountered a number of friends, our shared friends as well, that didn't actually know this. And they're what? 24, 25. And I was like, oh, yeah, did you, you know, do you pee after sex? And they were like, no. Like, well, why would I do that? I'm like, no, legit, it's a no, thing. You, like, you, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you got to. Just do it. And apparently before as well as, and I'm like, ah. I know you yeah, before. I'm going to after, sure. But legit, ba- I don't need so to pee many that people, bad they have it. Time. So if anyone's listening to this and they are not aware of that, pee after you it. have sex. You, you will, yeah. <laughs> race now. <laughs> yeah. it's like, that is solid advice, actually. Thanks. That's really good. I like Thanks. that a lot. I learned it at 20. Yeah, I would have left it. Yeah. I would have let that. Yeah. No, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Really, 21, 22. Yeah, right. Too late. Almost, some would say. Maybe not. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, I'm Rihanna. And I'm Sam. And every week we tell each other Australian true crime stories. Or <laughs> the other one reacts. <gasps> Ooh, ah, mm, eh. <laughs> that was my little crack box reference. We have officially the Wonder the Podcast website official website is up and fucking running what 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 what? so it's http colon slash slash (laughs) www dot wonder the podcast official i think it's one of the podcast website.com.au it's like totally safe and everything so if we want to sell mugs one day which we will we love mugs. I actually love mugs. Your details will be safe. I love mugs too. I love like a comical mug. I have. Oh my gosh, me too. Right. Okay. So 
This week, we're going to tell you a story about Martha Randall. <laughs> Have you heard of Martha Randall? Why are you obsessed with women, Sam? Look, I, I'm going to say this now. We have spoken about this earlier. I am not uh, unaware of my uh, overwhelmingly female-related murder stories as being the murderer. And I think it's because that little part of me, the little feminist in me, that's like, oh, she's not little. She's she's Sam height. She's big old five foot four raging feminist and uh she's like women can be murderers too yay (laughs) she doesn't sound like that but that's yeah why i think most of them um also whenever you go into like murderpedia and things like that it's just like predominantly men and so when you find it's like finding a little gold nugget you're like oh a woman (laughs) she committed a crime (laughs) this one was sadistic too <laughs> so I've titled it <clears throat> Martha Rendell and the Murders of uh actually I'm gonna change this title mid sentence. The Murders of the Morris Children. I'm gonna call oh, it that. Oh, is this gonna be rough? So I will forewarn, full disclaimer that this story does involve children. Um and crimes happening to children to just be aware. Uh so We'll begin with Martha Rendell, who was born sometime around 1871. Whoa. So another vintage murder as well. Vintage murder. They're so great. And surprisingly, depending on the case you find, there can be some quite a bit of evidence and even like people who are hardcore fans that have gone and dug up more information and then written stuff about it. Um, So this particular person is quite infamous because – her crimes at that time, that day and age, were pretty horrific. Of course, we've had many other women since then follow suit. Um, and there's actually a whole list on Wikipedia of, like, women, a specific list of women who have killed their children, Ooh. Uh, which is pretty horrible. Um, but at the same time, I think there's this odd sort of curiosity for me because one of my favourite players is Medea. <clears throat> which of course the protagonist kills both her, her two young sons and, but she's like the lead and we're all fighting for this one woman and it, she's done something that's so horrific. And I just find that that's such an interesting sort of contradiction in itself. And like also that now that kind of story wouldn't fly because of course we've had parents, so many stories where, one parent has killed the kids and there's like this outrage. And I think it's just so weird because at the same time, and, and it's not even like a play that's so, so old and hasn't been done. It's done like every three years. It's always been, or it's adapted and it's put on at different theater places and things like that. And so anyway, I just, I just find it super interesting. So this one is uh, particularly interesting because it wasn't the mother. It was a stepmother. Okay. Mm. It's like okay. evil stepmoms come into play. Yeah, see, this is I literally wrote this. I was like, aha, where <laughs> we get the phrase "wicked stepmother" from, right? Yeah, it's like this. Right. So, 1871, uh, she Martha Rendell is born, and she 
I'm going to assume it's somewhere within the state of South Australia and probably somewhere reasonably close to Adelaide because majority of sort of her life is spent in Adelaide, Uh, a lot of her sort of teenage to late adult life, but I couldn't find anywhere that would like actually definitively say she was born here Mm -hmm. at this time. Even the birth year was a little funny. But anyway, so... You're back she, in those days, they were just like... Yeah, that's right. Maybe write it down. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> meh. It's a girl. Let's put it in this pile. Or it's a it's a something. Or this is the name in a pile. <laughs> this had piles of babies yeah. piling up. Well, you think as well, Australia itself, um, of course, contentiously, you know, was only... Uh, I'm going to choose my words wisely here. <coughs> not that old like bombarded ransacked hijacked like took over by white people yes yeah because you know how people like oh they discovered australia no it was already living breathing totally functioning country all and on of its own so i guess when people yeah i don't know what the way we colonized invaded that's a great word to use totally appropriate um so in Adelaide, uh, yeah, so then Martha sort of grows up and she's got some sort of promiscuous tendencies and Don't she leaves home. I know, <laughs> like, I know. But, of course, right. at this day and age, uh, the clothing you imagine would have covered their ankles. She would have been like right? hoop-skirted. Yeah. and Oh, that seems so painful. And if you had... God forbid, sex before marriage, let alone having a baby out of wedlock or, or whatnot, you would be absolutely socially outcasted and you would be deemed an absolute scarlet woman and all these other sort of, um, you'd be living, yeah, on the outskirts of society. And which is eventually what sadly happened because she um, sort of became, like in her teenage years, she started sort of sleeping around with different men, uh, which Again, is totally normal and nothing wrong with it now, but back in 1890s. There was nothing wrong with it back then. <laughs> people are religious and they're weird. Yeah, very weird. Um, and so uh, she had three illiterate children and I couldn't find if they were from the same father or if they were from different fathers. But again, this further pushed her to the outskirts of society and uh, she... Basically, and I couldn't find out any information like if the kids were living with her or if they were living with someone else, but she meets a man by the name of Thomas Morris in Adelaide in the 1890s and that they runs. strike up. And doesn't it? Morris, Thomas Morris, Thomas Morris. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Give me that one. <laughs> no, it's Waikiki ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he... Uh, yeah, they strike up this passionate, super passionate, super sexual relationship during the 1980, uh, 1890s, rather. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, dun, 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 he's married. And no way. apparently he has nine kids. Nine. <laughs> nine. I was like, are they Catholic? They're Catholic. Are they Catholic? They have to be Catholic. <laughs> nine. <clears throat> nine kids. Nine. What do you um, even do with nine? Look, I also read somewhere else that it was five kids, but. This nine kids was actually verified on two different sort of sources. So I'm thinking, oh, okay. So nine how, kids. Many, how many kids are on a soccer team? Seven. Eleven, I think. Oh, so he's like yeah. a little bit short of a soccer but team. But actually, no, you could play with nine. Yeah, you could play with nine. Yeah. 
It's a healthy, strong one side. Yeah, there we go. Team with yeah, nine one kids. Side two. Yeah, totally. You play the other Catholic family. Totally enough for a softball team too, right? Yeah, you play yeah. softball. Yeah, kills. <laughs> the only reason to have that many kids and subs. Yeah, to, like, have <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, um, people catch on in town, and it becomes a big sort of rumorous sort of affair. Uh, and then he starts to get shunned in society and likewise, so does she. So then he gets a job in Perth and so he picks up and moves with his family to Perth. All nine of them. Yeah, but Martha's like, you know what, I'm all kinds of crazy. I'm going to not only ditch my three children that I have, (laughs) that would be, I'm assuming, dependent on her at that age. Oh my God. I, and it doesn't even say where. And that's the most, like one of the most depressing things. I was like, where are these kids? <laughs> Who'd she leave them with? She's like, Peace. on the street. You're like, you're seven. You can fend for yourself. Now you're six. You're nearly there. You're four. You'll be all right. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just guessing these ages. So, but the other weird thing is she follows him to Perth. Oh, that's such a weird move. Yeah, she ditches her kid. Follows him to fucking Perth, which is, this was an American person describing this. So they gave it in miles, but 1,400 miles from Adelaide to Perth. Yeah, our country's also huge. Also imagine 1870, the roads back then, if established, were not very good, if at all Wait, established. So like no cars, all horse and no, buggy. Yeah. So like how the fuck? And all these articles were like... How, who knows? We have no idea how this woman managed to get all this way on her own. Like, I don't know. So she just like hitchhiked? Did she, did they have trains back then or did they like, and no one could clarify. And I'm just like, that one is one of the things that I was like, how the fuck did she (laughs) do that? Logistics of it stressed you out. Totally. I just, it's just a weird move. It's like, it is. When you, um, if you're ever on like on, Facebook or something and you see a guy that you like and you're like oh my god he's at this bar and then you turn up at that bar <laughs> and that's, that's weird that's a fucking weird move <laughs> don't do that but don't like move state oh also don't ever move state <clears throat> and did she three dependent children I'm assuming <laughs> that's really fun I just right she, okay so we we've already established she's a little off edge yeah. a little off edge of center uh and uh she then while in Perth, she meets up with them. It's like, hey, remember me? Yeah, <laughs> you do. Just imagine her stepping up from a corner. Oh. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Hi. It's like, I tried to escape you. It's but okay. Mother. <laughs> well, funnily enough, that was the perfect sentence you could have said because he sort of like secretly on the low is like, yeah, okay, old wife, you, you get the boot. She moves out and she takes a handful of kids with her. <laughs> so elsewhere. How many is a handful? <laughs> <laughs> five. Five kids, I'm thinking, because he ended up apparently having five. No, I'm going to say four kids. What the fuck? So then, then when they're living in this town, no one knows of like the affair or everything. So they can sort of start afresh. And then she is like, pretends, is the fill-in wife like, hey, I'm his real wife and, you know, been all along. We've just moved here for his job. And she insists that the children call her mother. So exactly, here's mother. So Um, it was just like this weird little slot in thing. And yeah, just super creepy. (laughs) Imagine that conversation. 
Oh. I want you to call me mother. Okay. <laughs> uh, Martha? These kids are like. I would just be like, Martha, Martha. And I'm like, it kind of sounds like mother. I'm getting away with it. <laughs> I think the kids would just be like, I'm seven. I can fend for myself. Pose. Pose. I'm going to work in the gold mine. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go sew some shit. So there's like. <laughs> so there's. Uh, Annie, who's seven, Olive, isn't that a beautiful name Olive for a little girl? Olive is so beautiful. <laughs> who's five, Arthur, oh. who's 14, and George, who I couldn't find a name, but they said he's the second son, so I reckon he's the second eldest. So he might have been, say, like 11 or 12. I, like, love all those names. Aren't they great names? Solid great names. Oh. Olive is so cute. Oh, my gosh, it's like they could be like the Narnia kids. Oh, Lucy like and Madeline. Oh, it's Madeline. It's Madeline. We love our bread. We love our butter. But most of all, we love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's got the biggest cringe face. <laughs> so, so grossed good. out. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, they um, were living in the house and she was basically playing like wife and mother. Mm-hmm. And eventually, little Annie starts to get sick. Uh, yeah. I and see she starts to get really, really sick. Uh, but also at the time, it's important to note that apparently it was rumoured that she was really brutal and she used to beat the kids. Whoa. And she beat Annie one time so badly that she couldn't walk afterwards oh, for quite a while. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Keeping in mind, again, Annie's seven as well, which is just so horrible uh, to any child, let alone like a seven-year-old who's still sort of developing in all different kinds of ways. Um, and there were other neighbours that had sort of said that it appeared she sort of was really weirdly indifferent to the children's pain. And a lot of them sort of commented on her almost deriving some weird sort of sexual satisfaction from the children being in pain. Oh, that's so fucked up. Right? So because when I first started reading into this, I was like, oh, okay, so maybe she's got Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. So like she likes she, to get them sick so she can get attention from she doctors. She can get attention from doctors and she can – and I'm like, surely, yeah, it was only discovered – at whatever time, maybe like 20 years from then or whatever, but there would have been earlier cases of it. It would have been something that had sort of happened, I don't know, for as long as humans have existed, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, so then um, when I started hearing this about her actually enjoying giving that, then I'm like, no, she's sadistic. Yeah, she's got something else going on. She actually, and her sexual, like, paraphilia they, is this sort of deriving, um, sort of getting that sexual gratification from inflicting pain on these uh. kids, right? And so it gets weirder than this too. So little Olive, uh, little Annie, sorry, gets sick. Yeah. And she starts to complain of a really sore throat and she's in like agonizing pain. And by uh, July 28th, 1909, uh, 1907, she dies. She passes away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because she basically, and this is one of the most horrible things, 
she starved to death sort of eventually. She died a slow, agonizing death and it would have been incredibly painful but she starved to death because her throat got so inflamed and so um, it was like reacting to all this other stuff and it was too painful to swallow, to eat, so she basically just died died because she couldn't eat anything and it would have been incredibly painful the entire way. Oh. So then a couple of months pass uh, and the doctor, it's important to note, the doctor writes uh, that the cause of death was diphtheria, diphtheria, which is basically a really severe throat and nose infection. Okay. Which at the time was lethal and people were dying of it, but now it's totally curable and there's a vaccine for it. It's totally preventable. Thank God for medicine. Am I right? Isn't it incredible? So incredible. Um, And so... Then little Olive, who's five years old, starts to complain of a sore throat and starts to get quite ill. No. Yeah. And then on October, which is just, you know, less than three months later, October 6, 1907, she also dies and the doctor notes cause of death was diphtheria. Right. So this pattern, which can also be a total sort of reasonable cause of death at that Mm. time. Uh, And then... George Morris, who's the older brother of 14, starts to also feel um, a bit of a sore throat and it starts to. And again, if you were a doctor and you sort of get a case of diphtheria, a case of diphtheria, it wouldn't necessarily raise, like cause um, alarm because you would just think, well, they've contracted it from their sibling, right? But, yeah, but also like in those days doctors were like, yeah sure it's something i think <laughs> and it could be sure yeah i gotta go <laughs> so busy <laughs> so many people are just so dying all the time. <laughs> yeah i have a hard job tv is <laughs> rampant yeah oh my gosh yeah and then um yeah so then but because he's a lot older than the younger two he takes a year to succumb to this illness and he dies a year to the day, October 6, 1908, to oh my God. Olive's young death. Uh, death. So three kids down, there's one left, Tom, uh, not Thomas, sorry, George. Yeah. And George starts to complain of a sore throat and then Martha. Where is the dad? Look, this is one of the most infuriating <laughs> things. Where's Thomas? What the fuck is he doing? Thomas is he is down the like, pub? But he's or got something? like 17 more kids. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Is he working? Is your job that important you can't be at home? I know. Uh, also, side note, this is one of the episodes in, you know, there's like a TV series that's called Deadly Women. Yes. This is one of the episodes. Okay, great. Yeah, it's great. We'll have to put a little link for that. Um, and so. She, good old Martha, who's trying to look out for George, gets a little swab and she basically, like it's weird, instead of giving, you know how it's like a good old cod liver oil or a spoon of something gross, you you always think of spoon of something gross, right? But she was actually swabbing his throat. So she he swabbed the back of his throat and then he started to get like a sort of, you know, uh, weirded out and he sort of freaked out and then he ran away, ran away from home and ran to his mother's house and sort of hid right so then these neighbors start to come forth and they're like you know what there's something a bit weird about our neighbor and they go to the police 
and they start uh, mentioning all these sort of stories about how suspicious that these kids have died. One of the kids has gone missing, especially that George had run away. That was it. It wasn't like he had died. It's why did he run away? And there were so many things that just didn't fit. So they went through to the police to sort of make these um, suspicions heard. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor, Dr. Cuthbert, also got a little bit su- suspicious. And oh, he so, was just like sitting there with yeah, these big... Like, mm, like, yeah, probably a beard and he's just stroking. He's like, mm, okay. Two, looking at his one, skeleton. One kid, like, two kid, mm. okay, but a healthy 14-year-old and... You know, it took him a year and, the, and something just didn't add up. So he actually uh, demanded a autopsy of the two girls. Oh, that's... Uh, and of Arthur, but apparently no, uh, nothing suspicious was found. Okay. So then, okay, so then, of course, we're back at the cops and the neighbours are like, well, the boy's missing, there's all this weird sort of things. And then this is also where it starts to get a bit weird because they were like, the neighbours came forward and one was like, oh, yes, I look in, I looked in her window. And Why? <laughs> okay, I'm so glad that was your response. I'm like, Why? Rihanna's going to think that's weird. <laughs> Why did you do but that? Like, not only did this one weirdo neighbour was like, oh, I looked in <laughs> her window. This other weirdo looked at this other weirdo, <laughs> yeah. which then he reported to the police as like, I'm the weirdo, but also she's a bit weirder than I am. Yeah. <laughs> was like, I peeked in her window often. Okay, buddy. It wasn't even like just Peeping a one off. I heard a noise. So it was like, I peeked in her window I often. I bet he did. Right. And he said he would see Martha standing in front of the kids and they're screaming in in pain and crying. And she would just, he said, like, she was just rocking back and forth as if almost in ecstasy. <laughs> right? <I> mean, <laughs> it's fucking weird. It's but really also, weird. You're a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. I'm like, yeah, you're saying something weird, but who's weirder in this situation now? I'm thinking you at the moment. <laughs> Like, he just openly admitted. And I was thinking, hang on, do they not have curtains? Like, how big are these windows? Are they small? You think of those sort of logistics? How many windows do they have? What windows are you looking in? Uh, and then another neighbour claims it's that... It's like they, they can't be close together no. back in those days. No. His blocks were huge. Yeah. He's probably just like... Oh, hey. Have a look over here. Maybe he's looking for pies. I know. It's just so, so, all kinds of weird. Another neighbour said that she had gone over to like Martha's house and was sort of chatting with her in the kitchen and she smelt really strong fumes. And upon inhaling these fumes, she felt this burning sensation and Martha just said, oh, this is just a medicine that the doctor prescribed. And she's like, oh, okay, this is just weird. No, again, something's not adding up. Another And she's like, smell this chloroform. <laughs> I used to smell that chloroform to you. <laughs> and um, then another neighbour had said that he too had actually looked in the window. What the fuck oh, is no. happening in this like, place? Honestly, these neighbours are the ones that actually got this story looked into. This is the weird thing is that they were like the rogue fighters for these kids, but also the weirdos. And I sort of wrote down my little note and I was like, no wonder why we were the only soap opera to in Australia to actively create a character that's basically stereotype is like the nosy neighbour. Home yeah. and away, Colleen. Oh yeah, remember Colleen? Colleen. Come out, oh, what's what? going on over here? I'm like, there was no other TV show that had this nosy neighbor, and she—that was just her sole 
like plot point yeah. was just to come over and like be suspicious. Like, everyone- and then drop <laughs> shit on people's lives. Yeah. And these are like the epitome of these nosy neighbours. But it just so happened it was actually good because something bad it actually was going on. She should really make curtains. I know, right? <laughs> Gosh, install some security. Let's do security in 1890-something. Get a dog. Yeah, get a dog. Um, and so apparently another neighbour had said, this gets a bit weird and I don't know if this is a bit of an exaggeration, uh, that they had actually witnessed her masturbating in front of the kids. I hate the way you say it. I know. I but I just say, hate the way you say it. You say master. You I don't say, say master. I say masturbating. No, but if you're saying the word master. Anyway. It's not I'll like a shit mask. <laughs> mask. Master. Mast. Mask. Masturbate. It just makes sense to me in my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that she was sort of but it sounds tapping so it off in front of she the kids. She was tapping it off. <laughs> in she front was of the playing kids. playing with the man well, the <laughs> Flicking the bean. <laughs> as she was like, as the kids were screaming and crying. And oh, that's really her. awful. Again, it, it, what it doesn't actually, I think, as soon as I read that, I was like, mm, that's an exaggeration. I don't really know if that's actually true. But it just speaks to this part of her that she derived sexual sort of like gratification from children 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 screaming not sorry uh, not children per se just anyone in pain and suffering and agony maybe there's a level of power and control over that um but that sort of and also one of the police reports a bit later on also stated this idea that you know, she's got sexual gratification from actually inflicting pain and from seeing the children go through um, agonising pain and, yeah, suffering. Yeah, cool. Okay, so then... She seems real chill. Yeah. So then the police are like, all right, this is a bit weird. We're getting quite a few of these of the neighbours. The boys sort of gone missing. Let's Let's look into this. So then they go and they find a couple of weeks after he runs away... Uh, they find George Morris, who's hiding out at his mum's house. And when they find him, he says, I ran away because I was scared that she was going to kill me like she did my brothers and sisters. They're like, oh, okay, this is a bit weird. And then he tells her about the idea, you know, she coded something and then he felt funny in the throat. And then they get permission to exhume the three bodies. So, again, keeping in mind this is now two years past two years past the girl's death and yeah. one year sort of past uh, George's death and so they exhume the bodies and they find diluted traces of spirits of salts what spirits now of that's salt? an old old uh, word or an old phrase for you know how like old wives things you know um I'm trying to think of like things that people had these charming words for like really horrible chemicals yeah. and things, right? Uh, it's hydrochloric acid. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. She's a piece of fucking work. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. so she's like swabbing it. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to let you tell the story. So, no, no, no. But yeah, like how, how, how would you hypothesize like what's going so on? So she's like swabbing hyper, like, acid on the back like on their throat and then it's swelling because it's reacting to it and burning and burning but but what is hydrochloric acid too like it's highly corrosive oh my god have you seen that scene in breaking bad 
I've never seen Breaking okay. Bad. Oh my gosh, we, I feel like we've talked about this. You have to watch that. All right, so there's a really famous scene where Walter White, just as a little side note, Walter White, they've killed these people and they're like, we need to get rid of these bodies somehow. And of course, hydrochloric acid. And he's like, you need to get this tub this special type of plastic that it will burn through anything. So because of it being high, cor- high corrosive, it'll destroy and damage anything that it makes contact with and usually sort of by like burning oh and God. eating away. I feel like you're giving away too much. <laughs> I, I think I probably am. So then he's like, okay, so, you know, find this plastic. So then, of course, uh, a bit later on, through the course of the day, you just hear this, like, see this, like, drips and it's, like, blood dripping from the ceiling and there's this great big patch and all of a sudden, <laughs> this body, half, like, disintegrated body falls through the roof and onto the floor and then he's like, mm, what did I tell you about that special plastic? He's like, hydrochloric acid will eat through, uh, like, it won't eat through this particular plastic but it will, however, eat through tile wood cement you know okay so all of these things so it, he had put the body in the bathtub and it had eaten away at the bathtub at the bathtub in a matter of hours so i i use that scene as a particular image because you're thinking of this highly fragile tiny little tonsils five-year-old seven-year-old little tonsils where so what would actually happen is that she would put something in the tea and the kids would drink the tea and the kids would complain of a sore throat, right? Yeah. So then she would go, I've got some medicine for you. She would go and get a hydrochloric, like a bottle of hydrochloric acid and put a cotton swab in it and she would swab the kids' throats with hydrochloric acid. Like I, It's so fucked up. When I read that, I just was like, there is a special place in hell for you, evil human. It's so crazy. Like, you just think, though, this is the thing. This is, oh. So for two two months, poor Annie had this highly corrosive toxic chemical burning, eating away at her flesh. Of course, her body's trying to fight this off. Her body's going, what's going on? It's inflaming. Her throat's just going maniac. And then she couldn't eat anything. So she starves to death while she's in horrific pain. And for those two and a half months that she's in pain, dying, the mother is standing by. Then the boy, the older boy for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, it's not like poison and then not that there's any sort of way to go, but it's it like, this is what makes her one of the worst people because it wasn't like she just wanted to kill someone and away with it. You give someone poison and they die. And you think about that poor little kid that I told you about, uh, Timmy, Timothy, who the father wanted the inheritance, the insurance money, oh, right. penny man, and he killed the child. That child died within 30 minutes of consuming that Yeah, this arsenic. is like prolonged this, and really awful. This is sustained and it's just eating away and she's oh. getting worse and worse and she's done it deliberately so that the kids also as a – like so that the doctors wouldn't suspect anything and it could pass off as being diphtheria because by the end of it, it would just look like a s- absolutely inflamed throat. Yeah. Right? And so, but also so that she can just enjoy them being in pain the whole way until they oh, die. Oh, it's so crazy. I just, I can't, 
I cannot. Ah, uh, just mm. nope. Uh, so then they find, uh, yeah. So all three kids, and they also um, then. So then they charge Thomas Morris and Martha Randall. Oh, yeah, right. With uh, the murder of the three children. Uh, because then they also did some investigation and they had found that she and Thomas had purchased large uh, like amounts of hydrochloric acid around the time of the children's deaths. So he was in on it. Well, see, this is the thing. There wasn't – I just think he was totally oblivious, to be honest. Um, but a lot of people suspected that he was. A lot of people suspected he didn't know. Apparently there was en- enough of it, evidence – to acquit him okay. of any wrongdoing. Uh, but he did actually lie to the police because he knew where the son was and he didn't tell the police. He just said he had no idea. Unless he was trying to keep the child safe. Yeah, that could be a thing. Like he could thought, like the police brought him back here, he would have died. Yeah. So But then knows? why are you there? Also, see this is the thing. If you had any sort of so the jury basically wanted to charge him with uh, accessory to the murder after the fact. Yeah. But they weren't allowed to. So he was just acquitted of all charges. But he has to live with that for the rest of his well, you know, life. Yeah. Well, he's, pretty... he's dead now. <laughs> well, Sorry about that. I mean, oh, really? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was really harsh. But I'm like, come on, Sam. Yeah, 150 now. Um, and so, yeah, so... Then Martha is the soul. And then, of course, there was massive public outcry and all these people were calling her a scarlet woman and wicked stepmother. And I was like, aha! Done. Yeah, but also Cinderella's wicked stepmother. She was like, not that bad. She didn't put hydrochloric acid on anyone. <laughs> no, she was just like, clean the like, dishes. Do yeah, the laundry. Do this. <laughs> so she was like mean, but she wasn't wicked. Yeah. Um, so then, oh, yeah, we have some photographs of, see, these look like two different people to me. One looks like a sketch. Also, is this a photograph that's after her death? <gasps> yeah, because they used to photo? do that. Yeah. I can't tell, but it doesn't look like she's necessarily. Anyway, so we'll, we'll put these up on uh, on Facebook as well. Um, but uh, it's just such a horrific story. Um so she was hung in Perth in 1909, October 6, 1909. And oh, again, yeah. right? wow. so the Talk anniversary of Olive's death, which was 6th of October, 1907, and George's of 1908, October 6. So mm-hmm. the anniversary of the two deaths. And she was the last woman to be hanged in Western Australia. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. Uh, and she was interred into the grave that half a century later, serial killer Eric Edgar Cook. <gasps> now, he's a piece of work too. I did a little bit of research on him and I was like, oh, we should do a bit of a podcast on him. He just seems kind of like Golden State Killer but without any just everything. Just- he killed like 18 people but they were all totally random. That's so fucked up. Just sort of robbery's gone wrong and things. But so she's basically got this weird crooked guy above her for the rest of her life, like this weird body above her. Oh, my God. So this is kind of another like weird thing that's happened as well that I found out. Um, 
that there is this weird illusion at the prison where she is buried. Yeah. And they, oh, students found some really cool like old articles. Yes. Okay. So when you're inside the the prison, so there's like a, a church, it's almost like a church on the inside. Yeah. You can't see anything wrong or any distorted about this glass. It just looks like plain, flat, sort of unadulterated glass. Unadulterated <laughs> glass. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say here. Yeah. And then from the outside, though, you've got this sort of ghostly figure and this picture of what most people see as oh, Martha Rendell and she's watching the prison. She's watching over the prison. No. Yeah. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Oh, it's watching. <laughs> it's the references. Um, so actually, on a side note, this sensation, this psychological phenomenon is called pareidolia. Dolia? Pareidolia? And so basically it's where the mind responds to stimulus, usually an image or sound, by perceiving a familiar pattern where none exists. So the best way to explain that is if, you're looking at clouds and you're like, hey, that's a carrot. When really it's just the clouds are there in the shape for whatever scientific reason, but you're perceiving that image to be something else. So it's the same as when you see a Rorschach test and like, what do you see? And you're piecing those sort of pictures together. So the Rorschach test is like the ink blot. The ink blot sort of things, yeah, Rorschach test, yeah. And that like you're like, I see uh a bat or i see skull i see a cat uh so but how cool is this like i actually was like oh my gosh that's so creepy i legit see a face i think you i think you see a face yeah i like the idea that she is watching the prison i know but like why i I know i just like doesn't suit her i know me too but i just was like but it doesn't but it makes sense because like you're you're mind maybe she's there watching over them as they get executed and she's like yes she's the last one yeah oh yeah oh maybe even just like she's enjoying their pain oh (laughs) (laughs) you went way too dark now i'm not gonna be able to sleep (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i would never have known about this this is so crazy but like i just i couldn't i've spent a lot of time kind of leading up to it because i thought oh the big twist is gonna be i just can't believe it that she actually like swabbed each of their throats with hydrochloric acid and i think how many times did she do that we know how long it took for them to die. It's creepier as the neighbours watching her masturbate in Look, the window. <laughs> I just love that your your reaction was like, what the fuck are these neighbours doing here? Oh, like they were running, they heard screams and so they're oh, like running okay. Over. You're a good person, Stephen. We're just like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately <laughs> we're Immediately like. peeping Toms. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm peeping Susan. It's just come over and smelt some fumes. <laughs> so like, Mm. I see. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> but okay, that makes sense. If you, if I hear, well, that's the same. If I hear a scream, I immediately get up and look around and I go, "What was that? Was it a play scream? Was it a- okay? Cool." <laughs> <laughs> I just like if someone screams in the street. So I was going like, to say, so cool. if you hear me scream, I'm shit out of luck. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you. Peace. <laughs> it's Good like, like fight or fright. Fight or flight. Yeah, where I would be like, stay. There's like, apparently there's fight, flight or freeze. There's three different ones. Yeah, I would freeze. I'm a like, shake and then fall to the ground. <laughs> My stepdad, when I was like nine years old, we had this two-story house and 
whenever I'd watch, you know, because we only had Foxtel downstairs and I'd start watching Nickelodeon or something, Are You Afraid of the Dark or something. Oh, I loved oh, Are You Afraid of the Dark. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. And then, of course, it'd be like 9 o'clock and I'm like, shit. Mum's like, go to bed. I'm like, okay. And I go to bed and say, turn off all the lights downstairs. And I'd be like, oh. And then, of course, I'd go turn the lights off and I'd turn this one off. And for some weird reason, I always did it back to front. I think maybe because the switches were a weird way. So I'd have to go into the laundry, turn it off, and then I just would absolute fucking piss bolt to the stairs, run up the stairs and be like... (laughs) And it was like that every Friday night. And then one night my stepdad just thought it would be a hilarious idea to hide behind the bar. So we had this bar and then we had the... It's a cool layout of the, the old house. It was cool. Uh, we had like an old saloon doors as you would go into the bathroom, into the laundry. I have no idea why. It was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, as I'm coming back, I was like, okay. And then I run. And then as I'm getting up to the stairs, my stepdad jumps out and like grabs my ankle and was like, ah, and I just, no joke. I'm getting up and I'm only Rihanna and Stephen will be able to see this. But I honestly just shook and I just went, just collapsed on the stairs like a slug. And then my stepdad felt so bad. And then he was also like, damn, she's toast. If anyone wanted to like kidnap her, I would just be along on the ground. I would be done. I feel like I had a mini heart attack at the age of like nine. I was so done. I see other people scream or run or do something and I just (laughs) half fainted on the stairs. I just had no feeling in my legs. <laughs> it felt even like too bad to laugh after that. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Oh, Aries made me laugh so hard. My face hurts. Oh, yeah, you laugh so hard, you get a little wee. Yeah, a wee. Yeah, wee. Um, <laughs> second. Oh, yeah. This is nice. Nice uh, so that was the story of Martha Rendell. Thank you for listening. She's so one good. sadistic witch. That was so good. Well done. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I just oh, hydrochloric. I will acid. never get the image of you falling over like that out of my head. <laughs> um, oh, it's so bad. Thank you for listening. <gasps> we should give you a teaser. We've got uh, something really exciting for next week. Maybe. Just give me the head shake. Okay, maybe. No. It will happen regardless. Look, just just wait. <laughs> I like giving teasers. No. It'll be something great. No, I refuse to be good to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and whatever else tomorrow's put us on. Twitter. 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 Wonder the podcast. No spaces. Also, if you want to email us, it's wonderthepodcast yes. at gmail. Um, Please, and share any stories. And we will read them out loud instead yeah. of doing homework because that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> if you would, if someone out there wants to write me a murder, Gibbo, <laughs> that'd be Look great, Gibbo. <laughs> um, that'd be great. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, until next time. Yeah. Uh, also check out our website because it's so fun. Oh my gosh! Yes, please. Um, comment, like, subscribe. <laughs> 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 Did that, that just died. to you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't at all. Like, <laughs> should we just like, like get out of this real quick? Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.